0: Penn State football coach James Franklin says college football is messed up and I agree with him but I have solutions plus Caitlin Clark goes for the record tonight all that more right here on Locked On Big Ten You are Locked On Big Ten your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We always appreciate it. Thank you very much. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get started. So college football is out of control. I think we all agree. We'll talk about it. We'll have some solutions. But I thought James Franklin had some awesome comments about it. Caitlin Clark needs eight points tonight. Then she's the all-time leading scorer. Ohio State fired its basketball coach. And a vote of confidence for Juwan Howard at Michigan. Plus, we'll have our Big Ten Classics and live action as well. Be sure to subscribe. And follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. So Penn State football coach James Franklin held a winter press conference as the Nittany Lions get ready for their winter workouts ahead of spring football. Now, he was asked about where college football is today and if it's sustainable. In the same question, an example was given about how coaches seem to be leaving the sport, whether it be Nick Saban retiring from Alabama or how coaches uh, like Jeff Hapley at Boston College are leaving just to take coordinator jobs in the NFL. And, of course, most famously and most recently, Chip Kelly gave up his head coaching job at UCLA to be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. It's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre what's going on. For the record... I agree with everything James Franklin said, so let's get into it. We'll see if you agree as well. And at the end, I will have some suggestions for college football in general to make things better for everyone. Maybe I should be some sort of college football commissioner. Just throwing that out there. I've got great ideas. Franklin started by qualifying his own comments. He realizes that coaches make a ton of money. And those that complain about how things are may not get as much sympathy. Now, Franklin makes $10 million a year. But he seemed to be coming from a place of sincerity on how to make things better for both coaches and players in college football. And I think all of it is worth noting, as a matter of fact. So, look, he started and finished by saying that he is glad that the Big Ten and the SEC – have agreed to join forces recently as an advisory group for the NCAA in order to improve this hot mess that we find ourselves in with this out-of-control nil and transfer portal situation with college football. He said all of this is not heading in the right direction for anybody. Not for anybody. Regarding the portal, he had some interesting things to say there. Uh, He he said uh, at first coaches went too far in controlling where the players could go. He went so far as to say that coaches were abusing that right once upon a time, right? Um, You know, before the portal, coaches had to grant releases from scholarships and the rights to players. And, you know, anytime they wanted to transfer out, you had to get your coach's permission first. And now he says that college football has gone too far in the other direction. He insists that it's not good for an athlete to transfer three or four times. He's also correct in pointing out that the more a kid transfers, the less likely that kid is to graduate. And remember, most of these kids will not play professional football. So he's right about that being an important part of the consideration or an important, important thing to consider here. Franklin also mentioned something that I talk about all the time, right? It's like, what about teaching kids how to bounce back from adversity? If you get beat out for a starting job at your position, how about dig deep and win that job back? But that's not the case anymore. As soon as a kid drops in the depth chart, he bolts for greener pastures where he can be guaranteed a starting job. After all, mill advertisers don't want to pay a kid sitting on the bench, do they? No, they want him out on the field. James Franklin also talked about how the name, image, and likeness, and I presume the transfer portal issues, were a part of his thought process uh, and how things are driving coaches away. He said that this job is quickly becoming much different from what many of these coaches signed up for in the first place. And he's right. He's right. It has changed before our very eyes. He said, look, we all knew recruiting was part of the deal. And I think he said that knowing that a lot of coaches don't particularly enjoy being on the road all the time recruiting, but it is part of the job with college football. But to have to re-recruit your own kids to stay every year and um, also recruit other kids to replace the kids that are leaving in the transfer portal and bring them in, now you're recruiting high school kids, now you're recruiting other college kids in the portal. It It just... it's all it's a whole new animal right now. And, uh, you throw in the issues with name image and likeness and the money that's going on into the mix. And Franklin says, this is not what a lot of guys signed up for when they got into coaching. And he's right again. I thought Franklin brought up another excellent point about development. This is what really coaches really, really like to do. You know, when kids are moving on every year, you don't get a chance to develop kids. Or the work you put into developing, somebody else gets to reap those rewards as a kid plays somewhere else. Then ultimately, a coach is in a position of having to get an older, experienced, proven kid to come in and take the other kid's place that he just lost in the transfer portal. Regarding coaches who make a ton of money, Franklin, again, who makes $10 million a year, says coaches are getting into the business for the wrong reasons. He says they're getting into the sport for the money. He said, you should do it for the love of coaching kids and developing kids and the relationship with kids, not just for the money. It's probably not wrong. He said college football has been going down a slippery slope for a long time. And the game that we know is not coming back ever. And he's right about that as well. So coaches better embrace what's going on, but he says we got to make it better. We got to make it better for the student athletes' long-term interest. With that in mind, uh, what is short-term right now, is still preparing athletes for the long-term and sustain success. Again, remember, most of these kids are not going to play pro football. They have to go get jobs after they graduate. The, the other point Franklin made was kids who transfer every single year, they completely miss out on enjoying the overall university setting that most full-time college students get to experience. Again, remember, if you went to college, remember the, 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 the field, the vibe you had of being on a campus. It was kind of isolated from the rest of the world and everything that's going on and all the activities with the other peers that are all your age. It's a great experience in college. And if you're just hopping around every six to 12 months to another school, transferring out to play somewhere, you don't get that experience. Not at all. So he's right about that, that as a spot on assessment by Franklin. So he said we need tough decisions from people in power or else coaches will leave and student athletes will keep transferring multiple times. He says we need to find some balance. He's not saying these things are going away because they're not, but we got to manage them better and make college football better for everybody uh, involved. You know, we've heard a lot of times of pro athletes how much trouble they have after their professional career is over. A lot of them, believe it or not, go broke shortly thereafter. They don't know what to do with their lives. It's been football, football, football. Then, uh, you know, they're uh, 28 years old with a torn up knee and they're not playing anymore. You got it. You got to move on. And a lot of a lot of these guys aren't prepared to do that. Now, I'll bring it back to the college level. You know, you're moving on, you're transferring, you use up your eligibility. You don't make it to the pros. You don't have a degree now at this point because you've been moving around and not really concentrating on your your academics. So um, this is a big problem for a lot of people. So. He does like the fact that the Big Ten and the SEC have gotten together now and they're trying to take a leadership position on this and try and figure out how to best management, manage this and hopefully the rest of the NCAA will follow. We talked about this on a podcast last week here, um, quite at length actually, and if you want to go back and find it, it's uh, got a, a thumbnail with the Big Ten logo and SEC logo about a week ago. You can find it on our website at talkbig 10com put all of our old stuff there and a lot of good comments on that as well. Everything I've just told you here over the last 10 minutes, James Franklin riffed on off the top of his head, uninterrupted in like a six minute stream of consciousness. Just to this one question at this press conference. So it's clear he's given this a lot of thought. It's clear that it's on his mind And uh, it's a big deal. And if he's thinking it, a lot of other people are thinking it as well. Look, if I was in charge of everything, I would simplify the college football and college sports calendar. You know, right now you look at the NFL. The NFL owns the entire 12-month calendar. There's the season, there's the free agency period, the combine, the draft, the schedule release, training camp, the season. It starts all over again. The NFL is in the news all year round because they spread everything out perfectly around the calendar. All the other sports take a back seat to the NFL. College football, on the other hand, the regular season ends in November, December. Uh, we play conference championships. We hand out a Heisman. We have an early signing period in December. So the coaches are st- just hitting the road recruiting as soon as the season is over. Then the transfer portal opens up and they've got to keep their own kids or see who else is coming in. Kids opting out of bowl Bowl games, everything like that. And we we haven't even mentioned. All this is going on, and if you're a good team, you're getting up, getting ready for a bowl game you got to prepare for or a playoff game or games on top of all this stuff going on. We jam all this stuff on the coaches in uh, November, December, January. It's, it's just insane. It's absolutely insane. Uh, plus, throw in Christmas. I'll bet these coaches would like to spend five minutes with their family over Christmas. They can't do it anymore. They can't. So why does everything have to be jammed in there to the end of the season? Spread it out a little bit. College football needs to spread out the calendar. Do we really need an early signing period? Just keep the one we had in February. Let it breathe a little bit. Um, You know, just that would be perfect. That right right there would help a lot. Maybe just have one transfer portal. After spring ball, when the spring semester is done, and then the kids have summertime to transition if they're going somewhere else, do something like that. Maybe some sort of salary cap for the name, image, and likeness for each team. This idea I actually heard from Rick Petino, as a matter of fact, basketball coach. You know, that way all schools are on a level paying field. Um, you know, instead of just buying championships. These are just some of the ideas I have. And like I said, I agree with a lot of what James Franklin had to say at Penn State. And it's clear that it's on his mind. And again, that he's. He's given it a lot of thought. How about you guys? Have you given it a lot of thought? I'm sure you have. Love to hear your comments. You can hit us up on Twitter, X at TalkBig10. Also on YouTube. And don't forget our website, TalkBig1010.com. 10.com. All right. A big night tonight. Caitlin Clark is this close to the all-time scoring record. Plus, we lost a coach in the Big 10, got fired um, in men's basketball. So we'll talk about that. Another vote of confidence for another coach. All that coming up right here in a minute on Locked On Big Ten. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's $150 if your bet wins, and you can bet on your favorite NBA players. They have a thing called Quick Bets, live game Uh, Same game, parlays, exclusive props, find your favorite player. Maybe, hey, LeBron James, a couple of back-to-backs on the road, maybe going to score under 20 points in a game. Well, maybe not 20. He's maybe under 30. (laughs) He's still playing well. Take the overs on Pacer games, all that kind of stuff. Uh, The Pistons almost always lose, right? Lately, they've been covering the spread, though. That's the thing to keep an eye on. This is the kind of stuff we do with FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Big Ten your first listen every day, especially you everydayers out there. Meanwhile, be sure to subscribe if you will. That will help us out. Just a little click of the button and you're good to go. No obligation. It's free and it gets you inside our Big Ten Club. We'd love to have you with us each and every day. Meanwhile, uh, you can share, follow, and like Locked On Big Ten, your team every day. And again, don't forget to hit our website, talkbig number 10.com, with uh, plenty of merch, and uh, all that kind of stuff is right there, plus all of our archived podcasts are there as well. Iowa women's basketball sensation, Caitlin Clark has the all-time NCAA career scoring mark in her crosshairs tonight. The Hawkeyes host Michigan. The Wolverines coming to town 8 p.m. Eastern. That game will be on Peacock. I will be watching it as well. She needs seven points to tie and eight points to break the former Washington Husky star Kelsey Plum's record. And uh, she had her last game was interesting. It was on Super Bowl Sunday against Nebraska. She had 31 points through three quarters and then she was held scoreless for the first time in her career in the fourth quarter. They lose 82-79, so I'm sure she's all upset about that. But uh anyway, I told you this. Now, I, nobody at Iowa will say this, nor should they. But I thought, you know what? Good thing the record wasn't broken on Super Bowl Sunday cuz the next day everybody's talking about the Super Bowl, like women's basketball to get a little highlight here now that this can breathe a little bit since we made it to Thursday. Um will get uh, this will get a lot of run and of course uh we'll talk about it tomorrow as well but um you know here's another fun fact she's catching catching up to this women's mark uh she also needs 148 points to break pistol Pete Maravich's all-time NCA scoring record men or women uh if you want to include that mark uh she averages about 32 points per game so, she might need about five games to become the all time score in all of division one basketball ever men's or women's at this pace. That would happen in the regular season finale at home versus Ohio state. That is Sunday, March 3rd, but we'll worry about tonight first and the women's mark um, that game, by the way, on March 3rd will also be senior day for the Hawkeyes. So that could be a spectacular situation uh, in men's basketball couple of news items that are worthy here as we are winding down the season. Ohio State fired coach Chris Holtman in his seventh season. And associate head coach Jake Diebler will serve as the Buckeyes interim coach for the remainder of the season. Look, Holtman had four years and almost $13 million left on his deal, which runs through 2027-28. So plenty of guaranteed money on his way out the door. They all said nice things about him on his way out. Strange timing though, in a way, I know things haven't been going well, but you know, it's not so strange. he was fired. Just, just the timing of it We're this close to the end of the season. And they have really struggled at times this year. And, you know, we're at the end of the year. Why at this point, let him finish out the season. I would think plus, um, It's interesting because, well, first of all, I don't think firing your head coach now and just promoting one of your assistants, uh, your staff is the same. I don't know if that's going to be any massive improvement or any huge turnaround in time for the Big Ten tournament, although I am reminded of when Michigan fired Bill Frieder on the eve of the NCAA tournament because he wasn't a Michigan man. Uh, He's going to take another job. So Bo Schembechler fired him at the time. And then uh, they got hot under Steve Fisher and they ran the table and won the national championship. So I, I guess I have to take it back. I maybe that's what they're looking for. A little magic with Ohio state, but here's the other interesting part about it. Remember athletic director, Gene Smith, who's uh, in on this decision, he's outgoing. He's going to be gone July 1st as the athletic director. And Ross Bjork has just been named as the new athletic director. He officially doesn't start till July, although he will be in an advisory role beginning March 1st, and Bjork will be the one that will lead the search for the replacement. So maybe they want to get a jump on it. I don't know what the case, but maybe that's the case. Um, plus, Ohio State has lost nine of their last 11 games. They lost Tuesday night 6 54 to Wisconsin, and the Buckeyes have not won a game since January 1st, 2023. January 1st, 2023, not 2024. It's been over a year. 17 road games in a row they've lost. Meanwhile, many feel that Michigan coach Juwan Howard may share a similar fate as Holtman as the Wolverines have underperformed the past two seasons at the bottom of the Big 10. However, athletic director Wade Manuel says that he really hasn't thought about making any changes to his basketball program. Like somebody asked him about it, he was like, "This is news?" Really? Um, and that's despite losing 12 of the last 14 games, thought it was kind of a strange backward vote of confidence for Juwan Howard. Uh, Ward manual says they've talked and they know that Juwan Howard and Michigan, they have to do better. It feels like everybody's given good effort. And, uh, I have some more thoughts on this. I'll share with you tomorrow on this as well. Big 10 basketball tonight. Uh, we mentioned the Iowa women's game, uh, men's Northwestern at 17 and seven. They're on the road at 13 to 10. Rutgers, that's 630 on the Big Ten Network, a doubleheader on the Big Ten Network tonight. Uh, Rutgers is tough at home. Northwestern, we'll see how they do. Good Good Northwestern basketball team. Minnesota at 15 and eight is at number two, Purdue, who's 22 and two, 830 game Eastern time on the Big Ten Network. By the way, backtrack a little bit to the Ohio State firing. Uh, their next game is against Purdue, so maybe another loss i'm trying to mix it up i don't know meanwhile in women's in addition to that michigan game at uh number four iowa that is a peacock game at eight o'clock eastern so stream that also illinois at uh, 11 and 12 at penn state 16 and 8 that is a 6 p.m game for the women it's a lot of hoops right here lots going on And again, on tomorrow's podcast, we'll be all over the Caitlin Clark story on how she does tonight. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Uh, And again, I'm going to have some more thoughts on the Juwan Howard situation with the Michigan Wolverines and Ward Manuel as as the athletic director and how he's handling that whole situation. Uh, Ward's always got something going on at Michigan. That's for sure, uh, regarding his coaches. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's called Locked On Sports Today. And it's here for you, twenty four seven, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe there to the first ever national sports twenty four seven streaming channel. After, of course, you you uh, go ahead and subscribe here. Always asking you to do that. That really helps us out. All right. So um, we will take a look at the weekend coming up. We call it Big Ten Classics. This time, there's more live programming than classics, but some interesting things coming up. Now that you don't have NFL football to watch anymore, got some things to suggest for you. All that coming up in one minute right here on Locked On Big Ten as we continue. And instead of just watching games, if you want to go to games, well, you need to check out Game Time, and that app will help you get tickets to any event that you want anywhere they've got it all not just sports comedy shows uh concerts theater anything all of that right there so you don't have to worry if you're the one in charge of getting the tickets for you and your group game time takes all the stress away it's fast and easy great way to buy tickets for all the events you want to go to they got killer last minute deals all in prices, views from your seat. I keep telling you that's my favorite feature right there. You look on your phone, you've got a picture of the view. So, you know, it's a good seat. It's all right there. And then it's super simple. Just two clicks, you buy it and you're good to go. Um, and again, all, uh, all in prices show you the total upfront. There's no, they don't show you any, any additional fees afterward. It's all right there. So, you know, you're getting a great deal before you check out. And it takes like two seconds to buy tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. You can actually get them an hour after the event starts in case you're stuck in traffic in Los Angeles or something crazy like that, like I used to be. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the, the difference. So you're good to go. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on, L O C K E D O N for $20 off. Got it? Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so let's take a look at some Big Ten classics and live scheduling coming up here this weekend on the Big Ten Network. Audio listeners only going to put it on the board here, full screen, so you can check this out. We'll pick up the action going into the weekend with Friday. And what they have here scheduled, and I've seen this scheduled many times throughout. It is uh, the, Here's, for example, 4 p.m. Eastern time. It is Big Ten uh, women's basketball, Big Ten basketball in 60. This is where they chop up all the highlights and package it into a 60-minute broadcast. You've seen this from football. It's like a snap-to-snap edit. Uh, This will be play-by-play-by-play edits of the Michigan-Iowa women's game tonight and presumably the record breaking game for Caitlin Clark. And they've, they've scheduled this all weekend going to show it. So you can see it over and over a fan. Uh, you Iowa fans are going to be able to watch it anytime you want. So, uh, and then Friday night, we're very familiar with big 10 wrestling at seven o'clock Eastern Ohio state at Michigan and also Wisconsin at Minnesota. And then on Saturday, the 17th at noon, Eastern big 10 men's basketball Penn state at Nebraska. I, I'm a broken record on Nebraska at home. Much different team than on the road. They are getting to be almost almost impossible to beat at home. Then they do different things on the road. But Penn State at Nebraska. Penn State start come alive too. At two fifteen Eastern Time, Big Ten men's basketball. Wisconsin at Iowa. All right, and Wisconsin, man, they've been struggling lately the past couple of weeks and. Iowa at home, man. They can they can shoot. They get sometimes they get hot. Put a lot of points on. So that'll be an interesting game. And at uh, seven o'clock Eastern time, Big Ten men's hockey, Michigan at Penn State. All right, everybody loves Big Ten hockey. Now let's see what else we got on Sunday. Again, no NFL football, so you can just sit around and watch a lot of Big Ten stuff. Here we are at noon Eastern time. Big 10 women's basketball. Michigan State is at Michigan. Always a lot of interest in that one in the state. And then at 6.30 p.m., Big 10 men's basketball, Rutgers at Minnesota. So there you have it. An interesting schedule of sports. Coming up on the Big 10 Network here this weekend. You're probably stuck inside with some horrible winter weather wherever you're watching this throughout the country. Watch some good stuff on TV with the Big 10. All right, there you do. We do that every Thursday, kind of, point you forward into the weekend with what's coming up tomorrow we'll have our basketball picks for the weekend we always do that on fridays it's always a lot of fun in the meantime tons of ways for you to interact with me hit me up on twitter or x at talk big 10 number 10 website is scrolling on the bottom right here uh talk big 10 number 10.com Get your merch there and uh, all that cool stuff. You can get it right there. And all of our podcasts are archived there and the group by team as well. If you're a a Wisconsin Badgers fan, you can see all the podcasts where we talk not exclusively, but mostly about the Wisconsin Badgers, for example. All right. So all that is there. And don't forget your comments on YouTube as well. So a lot of ways to get a hold of me. If you know somebody who's a Big Ten fan, alumni, somebody you know that is unaware that we exist here on Lockdown Big Ten on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, please let them know and tell them to jump on. In the meantime, all of you feel free to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. And while you're at it, don't forget our 24 7 streaming channel as well from the Lockdown family. Locked on sports today. It's got everything and all funnels there too as well. But thanks for checking us out here. And don't uh, don't forget to subscribe to Locked on Big Ten. That'll do it. Again, a lot of basketball tomorrow. We'll be all over the Caitlin Clark record-breaking performance from tonight. Hopefully. Hopefully, right? So we'll talk about that and get you into your weekend with some hoops. And uh, any football news that breaks will be all over it as well. That'll do it. Appreciate you checking us out. Can't wait to talk to you again. I'm Craig Freeman for Locked On Big Ten.